0: Turn your attention again to the book of 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. It's 1 Corinthians,
1: the 15th chapter. And once you've found that 15th chapter, I want you to begin looking with me
0: at the 50th verse. That's 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 50th oh, yeah. verse. Amen. Mr. Johnson trying to let the Holy Spirit in. Amen. Amen. If you have it, say amen. Amen.
1: And it reads, What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. but let me reveal or oh, the, the, these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment in the blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trump sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thanks God. thank God He gives us victory over sin and death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I want to share with us today from the subject of the victory that matters. The victory that matters. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you, God, that you have... Bless us with another glorious opportunity to be alive and be among the living. And God, as we celebrate your risen son, Jesus Christ, on today, God, we ask, God, that you let our hearts and our minds be in tune with your Holy Spirit as you lead and guide us through our worship experience. We thank you, God, for what has happened thus far. But we ask now, God, that you begin to help us to see the true understanding of victory, the true meaning of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I pray now, God, for you to use me for your will and for your glory. Overshadow me, God. Let your Holy Spirit have his way. And then, God, I pray that you'd open our ears and help us to listen.
0: Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. And then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The
1: victory that matters. When I think about that term victory, Win, and all of us want to be winners amen. amen and in fact uh some of us whether we are cowboy fans amen, <laughs> uh, raider fans amen I, 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 what we're hoping for at the end of sunday night or monday night or thursday night is that our team has come out victorious
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or whether you are a basketball fan and you find now that you are tracking the nba finals and you see that your team is in the playoffs. And you're trying to see if they can come out victorious. Or whether you are a weekend warrior. You know, that's those men who go out on the weekend and pretend that they're professional athletes. Amen. (laughs) But they're looking to come out victorious. Or whether we're just going through life, the normal ups and downs of life. We want to experience victory in life. Many of us talk about experiencing victory in the corporate world. We want to be victorious on our jobs. Many of us talk about having victory in our household. We want to have victory at home. We want to come out victorious at home. We want to live and be in a position of victory no matter where we are or what we seem to be doing in life. We want to experience victory. So when we think about victory and we think about What a victory really means? I want us to look back to thousands of years ago when Jesus Christ won the true victory. When Jesus Christ went to the cross at Calvary, it meant more than just him dying. When he went to the cross at Calvary, it meant that he was paying our sin debt. It meant that he was taking on our sins at the cross at Calvary. It meant that he was going to do something that we could not do ourselves. So when we think about victory, we have to understand that Jesus Christ won the victory for us. And see, we may experience moments of victory here in life. However, the resurrection is that victory that brings us what really matters, the victory that really matters. The resurrection gives us that victory that really matters. And so when we look at our text, I want us to understand, as we began to look at our text, the first thing that we have to see from our text is this. We have to understand and know that because of the resurrection, the resurrection gives us because it is needed. The resurrection is needed. When you look at the text and then look at verse 50, you will understand what I'm talking about. When we look at verses 50 through 54 we begin to understand and see Paul says what I am saying dear brothers and sisters is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God these dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever then he goes on to say but let me reveal this secret to you let me tell you a wonderful secret we will not all die but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye. And when the last trumpet is blown, when the trumpets sound, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Yeah. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then he says, then. When our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. When we understand that the resurrection is needed, when I look at the text, it tells me that the resurrection is needed. And in case you didn't understand what Paul was saying, Paul was simply telling us, that we have to have a resurrected body if we're going to go on to eternity. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. You missed your shout right there. Amen. Because what that is telling me is that we're going to be transformed. We're going to be changed. And if Paul says we'll be changed in the moment in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Amen. I don't know when you tried to time your blink, amen. You? <laughs> but you can't time it because by the time you hit the clock, you're too late. When we understand that we'll be changed just that fast, we have these transformed bodies that must be transformed from corruptible to incorruptible. Yeah. Our, tra- our bodies must be transformed from mortal-, mortal to immortality. Paul indicates that while we are not all will die, yet we all must be transformed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I heard somebody say that they put that over a nursery. Amen. <laughs> we will not all die, but we will all be changed.
0: You'll Amen. Amen. need that on the way home. Amen. We will all be changed over the nursery. Amen.
1: It will happen just that fast. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we will all be changed. We will all be transformed. See, eternity requires this transformation. When we look at that fifty-third verse, it helps us to understand and know that we have to be transformed. We've got to have bodies that are transformed. You don't see fish up on land. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the reason they are not on land because their bodies are not equipped for land. Mm-hmm. You don't see us down in the water either without equipment because we're not equipped to live in their environment and they're not equipped to live in our environment but when we talk about the environment of heaven, when we talk about the environment of eternity, something has to happen to these mortal bodies something has to change us so that we can handle the environment we can't go in with these sinful wretched bodies, we've got to go in with a body that will never change, a body that will never die, a body that is not corruptible but incorruptible, we've got to go in with a body that's not mortal but immortal that's what Bishop said this morning he said Jesus was doing more than living. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because he had already conquered death. Yeah. And because he had conquered death, he had a different body. Yeah. That's why when they said, yeah. where was he when Thomas was there? He said he came walking through the wall of yeah, the right. room and yeah. he showed up. And Thomas said, now I believe. Yeah. When Jesus comes into the world, the second after he comes from the dead, he's shown us what it's like to have that body that yeah. we're looking yeah. for. Because yeah. he was raised as a first fruit. Hallelujah. Yes, and because yes. he was raised, it helps us to understand and know that the resurrection is needed. The resurrection is needed for us to inherit the kingdom of God. You ever notice that when you put a seed in the ground, that that seed comes in one form and you will get a packet that's maybe about this big, but that packet will be put in the ground and you could cover a vast majority of the ground with that seed, amen. You ever wonder why you could go to the lawn store and you buy a big bag of seed and you can spread it all over your lawn? But when that seed starts to come up, and if it comes up, you put a little seed in the ground, but then a blade of grass comes up out of the ground. Something happened while it was in the ground. There was a transformation that took place while it was in the ground. Because death had to take place in that seed. And when death took place in that seed, something else sprung up out of death. Hallelujah. When we talk about dying in this world, and I know some of us may not feel like we're ready to go yet. And I may not be ready to go yet, but I'm okay with it if it happens.
0: Because I know that
1: if I die, something else has to happen to this life. I know that if I die, something will transform this mortal body, and that is the spirit and the power of God. Because I know that I might die in this body with aches and pains and, and with high blood pressure and all this other kind of stuff, but when I check out of here, hallelujah, I get a brand new body, one that don't have issues, one that don't have aches and pains, one that don't have to worry about dying again. I get a body that has already been transformed by the power of God, and because I got a transformed body, and because I died. And we got to learn to die in the flesh and yeah. die in the spirit. Yeah. Because every day we ought to die to the flesh. Yeah. Every day we ought to yeah. die daily and take up our cross of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. When we learn to die, we can start living. Yeah. When we learn to die, we can live a new and different life. Yeah. But we've yeah. got to learn to die first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
1: Don't fear death. Mm-hmm. It's just a transforming point.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just a Point that you change so that you can inherit that place that God wants us to be. And when we inherit the kingdom of God, when we inherit that place that God wants us to be, we can then enjoy our new resurrected bodies yeah. because the transformation is needed. The resurrection is needed. Amen. But not only is the resurrection needed, we got to understand that the resurrection challenges death's authority. The resurrection challenges death's authority. When we look at 54 and 55, we will see that the resurrection challenges death's authority. Look at what it says. It said, Then, when our bodies, our dying bodies, have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? When I understand that this body, this body that I have, the body that you have, it has to be transformed. But not only must it be transformed, we understand that it it gives us something that we cannot have without the resurrection. Mm -hmm. The resurrection challenges death's authority. When we all die, if we die without Christ, you can count it goodbye, mm-hmm. and I know some of us have heard that. Some of us have heard that your grandmama told you that, your granddaddy told you that, your auntie told you that, your uncle told you that, your mama told you that, your daddy told you that, friends have told you that, other people have told, you. the preacher has told you that. Mm-hmm. Amen. I know I
0: have. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, death still has authority over you. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that we die in a state where death no longer has a part. Yeah. We want to die in a state where we don't have to worry about what the, some call the second death. We want to make sure that we understand that when we are checking out of this world, we're just checking into a new kingdom. Hallelujah. When we're checking out of this world, it's like we're leaving this wretched world. Amen. We're leaving the wood, the project, and we're checking into a five star mansion in glory amen as soon as you walk through the door they got hops waiting on you hallelujah and, and you're there in glory and it's a glorious place hallelujah you know they say the streets are paved with gold they say everything is beautiful and glorious and shiny there are no dirty streets there are no dirty rooms amen and everything is just beautiful and grand and glorious because it's the place where my father dwells it's the place where my big brother dwells it's a place called glory for a reason it's not some shabby place Because when we check out of this world and check into the kingdom of God, you'll find out you've been missing out all along. Some of us might say, why did not die sooner? Uh, Because when we understand (laughs) that we're going to a better place, when we understand that death has to be swallowed up in victory. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. What do you mean, John? Paul was quoting Isaiah 25 and 8. He said, it will swallow up death forever, hallelujah. Notice what he said, it will swallow up death forever. Many of us fear death because we fear, we don't understand what's going to happen on the other end of death. But if you're in Christ Jesus, if you've been saved and born again, if you've been sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, if you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no need for you to fear death. There's no no need for you to fear what's on the other side. Because on the other side is goodness. On the other side is righteousness. On the other side is holiness. On the other side is is my heavenly Father. On the other side is nothing but glory, glory, hallelujah. On the other side, they're hollering, holy, holy, holy. On the other side, they say God is king in this place and no one else. On the other side of glory. We don't have to worry what's on the other side if we are in Christ Jesus. I know Sam Cooke had that song where he said, but there's a line in that song, he said, but I'm afraid to die because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. I know Love yeah. love yeah. they call him God. Yeah. I know they call him Jehovah. Yeah. I know yeah. they call him El Shaddai. Yeah. I know yeah. they call him El yeah. Elion. I know they call him my Savior, my Redeemer, the God that loves my soul. And when we understand that on the other side of death is victory, if yeah. you're in Christ Jesus, on the other side of death is victory, and death will never affect a transformed life. See, that's why the transformation is necessary. That's why the resurrection of Jesus Christ was necessary. If you'd have been in Sunday school this morning, you would have heard that when Lazarus was raised from the dead, he had to die again. Death could still touch his body because he was just raised. But when you're resurrected, death can't have any more effect on you. When you're resurrected, death can no longer challenge you. When you're resurrected, death will have no way in your life. But when Paul begins to talk about this, it appears that Paul is even taunting death. When he began to say, death, where is your victory? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he understood death was swallowed up in victory. Yeah. The victory of Jesus Christ. He said, death, where is your sting? Yeah. Where is the things that you depend on? Where are the things that you lean on? And when we understand, he said, that death will give us a, a, a run, but we got to understand that we've got the victory in Christ oh, Jesus. Yeah. When I understand that my victory lies in the yeah. resurrection of Christ, my victory lies in the fact that Jesus Christ got up out of that grave. Because had he not gotten up, I couldn't get up. But because he was resurrected, I can be resurrected. And because he was resurrected, I look forward to that glorious day that I can have my resurrected body, where I can stand before the king in my resurrected body to give him praise, to give him glory, and to give him honor. Because the resurrection was necessary, but it also challenges death's authority. amen. But not only does it challenge death authority and power, we also must understand that the resurrection conquers the final enemy. The resurrection conquers the final enemy. Look at what it tells us in 56 and 57. Uh For sin is the sting that results in death, Mm. and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God, he gives us victory. Thank God, he gives us victory. When we look at 1 Corinthians, if you go back to the 26th verse, it tells us there. And the last enemy to be defeated or destroyed is death. That's right. Hallelujah. That's, right. yeah. That's right. The last enemy to be defeated is death. Mm-hmm. See, we run around here talking about haters. We talk about getting over our, our haters and, and all these stuff, like, forget them. <laughs> what you need to be worried about is conquering death. Yeah. You need to make sure that you have ah, taking the right step to conquer yes. death. Yes. Because the last I checked, it said none of those haters have a heaven or a hell to put us in. None Amen. of those haters are going to determine whether or not you go to heaven or hell. Well, some of them may.
0: <laughs> or how
1: we handle them. Amen. <laughs> if we're not in Christ Jesus, we yeah. might do some things. But yeah. if you're in Christ Jesus, you'll handle them the right and proper way. Yeah. But when we understand that Paul is telling us that the enemy, the last enemy, as he went to his theological argument throughout the 15th chapter, he states in that 26th verse, there's a last enemy that had to be conquered. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Christ conquered that enemy. also oh, When he went to the cross at Calvary. Yeah. When they stretched him out on that cross and, yeah. and he said, it is finished. Uh-huh. And it dropped his head. Yeah. They didn't take his life. He gave it up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. But when it said that he came up on the other side. Yeah hallelujah, on Friday and Saturday night. When he came up on the other side on Sunday morning, when he came up on the other side, what they say early Sunday morning, he was showing that he had conquered the last enemy. He was conquering death while he was there in the grave. He was conquering death. How do you know that, Jones? Because he got up early Sunday morning, because he got up with all authority and all power in his hand. Because he got up and he now sits at the right hand of God the Father yeah. Almighty. How do you know that, just Because I come to Sunday school, and my Sunday school lesson told me that Mary and the other Mary yeah. saw Jesus. Yeah. Because my Sunday school lesson told me that the gods that were there at the tomb fell like dead men yeah. because they realized the tomb had been opened, yeah. and now they gotta go and tell a lie in yeah. order to cover yeah. up what they yeah. had done. When I go back and I look at what Jesus Christ did when he showed up and showed himself to Mary and Mary. Yeah. Mary, Mary. He showed himself to them and said that I am still alive. Now go and tell my brother. Go and tell the other disciples. Because I'm yet alive. Hallelujah. And because he did that. And because he showed himself victorious over death. By showing himself to many. I remember being in a Sunday school class one time. And I was reading the text and it said. And yet there are some that are still alive. Today. Somebody said. None of them are alive today. Mm -mm. And I had to look at them and say, that's what the text said." Hallelujah. Y'all missed that one. (laughs) I know because that's what the Bible says. And I know because the Bible told me that he is yet alive. I know that the Bible said that there were over 500 witnesses to his resurrection. I know because the Bible told me that. And I believe what the Bible said. You might not believe what the Bible said, but I believe what the Bible said. I encourage you to believe what the Bible said. Because the Bible told me that Jesus said he was going to get up. And it said he did exactly what he said he would do. He got up out of that grave and he began to walk among them. But in Romans 6 and 23 says, "For the wages of sin is death, yeah. but the gift of God is eternal life." Yeah. Hallelujah. And Paul said, "You know what? Sin is the sting that results in death. Yeah. Sin can lead to death." Yeah. Yeah. Sin can lead to death. Uh And if we're not careful, we can die in our sins. Uh That's why it's important for us to get saved so that we don't go around sinning. Because if we don't sin, it's less likely that we'll find ourselves being led to death. And if we don't allow death to have authority and rule and reign over us, because we don't let sin have authority and rule and reign over us. And if sin doesn't have rule and reign over us, then we can find ourselves understanding that the death sting has been taken away. Because Paul goes on to say And the law gives sin its power. Ooh, the law of God gives sin its power. Jones, what do you mean the law of God gives sin its power? The law, the word of God gives sin its power. Because you wouldn't know you were sinning unless the law said so. Hallelujah. Many of us don't understand the reason that we don't break laws is because the laws are put in place. Amen. But if we understand that laws are put there for people who are Mm lawbreakers,
0: Yeah. Amen.
1: Yes, sir. Some of us are lawbreakers. Yes, I know it. Amen. Because some of y'all didn't do fifty-five on the way to church this morning. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> some of you didn't do sixty on the way to church this morning. <laughs> Amen. And speed, let me see it. 55. Now, up the road, it might have said 65, 70, but when you got down this way, it said 55. Some of us are lawbreakers. Ask the Lord to forgive you for breaking the law.
0: But had not the
1: law pointed out to you that it was a sin, you would not be in sin. But it says sin is getting its power, its authority because of the law. But then Paul says something in that 57th verse. He said, but thank God Hallelujah. Thank God that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has given us the victory. Thank God that we have gotten the victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God he has brought the victory into our life. Thank God he's given us victory over death and the grave. Thank God that we discovered there is a Savior in this world, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he wanted to save us from our sin. We've got to learn to thank God. Because Jesus Christ has already won the victory. The yeah. next time you read the scripture text, and it says Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. Don't just let that pass by. Yeah. What it's simply telling you is that Jesus was the first one to come back. He was the first one to be resurrected. And because he was resurrected, it proves that we too can be resurrected. Yeah. And because he got up, We can get up. And because he got up with all authority and power in his hand, we can have authority over death when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There's going to be one great getting up day. When all of us, whether we have checked out of here or not, if Jesus wait and tarry, as they say, we might be gone. But our bodies will be resurrected yeah. to be in that glorious yeah. way called heaven. Yeah. Our body will be resurrected new and transformed, yes, able to overcome death, able to overcome the grave. And we need those transformed bodies because we'll find out that the resurrection challenges death's authority. And because it challenges death's authority, we now find ourselves operating and doing the things of God the way that he called us to do because we have transformed body. and because of that we are no longer subject to death but we have victory in Christ Jesus. So I thank God for the victory that he's brought into my life and I hope you thank God for the victory that he's brought into your life. But see the devil thought he had Jesus on the cross at Calvary. When they were marching him up the hill the devil said I got him now. When they began to beat him the devil said I got him now. When they were spitting on him and playing hot hand and slapping him the devil said I showed up got him now when they nailed the, the beams on his arms and his feet the devil said I really got him now when they put the crown of thorns on his head and Jesus was hanging there between the ninth and the third hour he said that I got him now showed up he got nowhere to go There's no way that he can get loose from here. And it said that Jesus hung his head and gave up the ghost. The devil said, oh, it's done. It's done. But what he failed to realize, Jesus had spoken already that it was finished. He spoke it before the devil thought it was over. And as the devil thought he had it, he went down into the grave. And as Jesus was down in the grave, he began to do something that we needed done. He began to deal with death. He began to deal with the grave. And he began to rise up out of that grave early Sunday morning, yeah. Jesus came up out of that grave. Oh, and early yeah. Sunday morning, he was yellow alive. Yeah. Early Sunday morning, he went on to be with the Father. Early Sunday morning, our sin debt was paid. Early Sunday morning, yeah. death had been dealt with. Early Sunday morning, the grave had been dealt with. I don't know about you, but if I'm still running around here sick and in pain, and I get victory over that, it doesn't matter because death can still take authority. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I can get in a car wreck and my body get all mangled up and I can recover from that. That doesn't matter because death still has the authority. Yeah, yeah. I can go out and win the lottery or, or get a whole bunch of money in my pocket and begin to pay off all kind of debt. That doesn't matter because yeah. death can still have the authority. Yeah. But what I want to have is that authority that yeah, yeah. when I Die in this body, and yeah. this body is transformed because yeah. it's been planted in the ground. Yeah. And when Jesus blows the trumpet, yeah. Hallelujah! And the trumpet sound, and the dead in Christ shall yeah. rise up yeah. out yeah. of that grave. It's that great getting up day, yeah. and we all will get up yeah. with resurrected yeah. bodies. And as we all get up with the resurrected yeah. body in Christ Jesus, we've got authority over death. Yeah. We got authority over the grave. Yeah. We can say, Oh death, where yeah. is your victory? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. death, where is your sting? Yeah. Because you have no more authority is because Christ has risen and now I rise from the dead yes. because yes. Jesus Christ is our resurrection yes sir yes, yes. the resurrection is the victory that matters yes sir you can get all kinds of victories in life mm-hmm. but there's only one that really matters mm-hmm. and that is the victory over death yes sir and that only comes by the power of God yes sir the authority of Jesus Christ. So if you are without Jesus Christ, you don't have that power.
0: That's right.
1: If you are without Jesus Christ, you don't have that authority. It's when we are in Christ, yes sir, that we are resurrected, yes sir, to live that new life. It's when we are in Christ that we are raised in bodies that are forever, yes sir, forever conquerors of death. That's what Paul said. He said when you Come back. When you have that new and glorious body, it will have authority over death forever. Mm-hmm. Death can no longer touch you. Yes, sir. Death can no longer cause any problems in your life. Yes, sir. That's why it tells us in Revelation there's no more sin. Mm-hmm. No more sickness. Yes, sir. No more sorrow. Yeah.
0: No more dying.
1: Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Because death has been conquered.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Because that's the victory
0: mm-hmm.
1: that matters. Hallelujah. But it only comes through. The resurrection.
0: Today is Resurrection Sunday, the Sunday that we celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rising from the dead. And as you heard in that message today, the victory that matters is the victory that we win through Christ's resurrection. That's victory over death. So in order to get that, we need to have a transformed body and a transformed life. And the way that happens is by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So why don't you pray with me to accept Christ into your life? Father, it's in the name of Jesus that I come now on this Resurrection Sunday. And I ask, Lord, that you would come into my life. Come in and save me. I want to have that resurrected and transformed body. I want to be able to stand before your presence, O God, with a clear conscience and a clean heart. And I ask now, God, that you would come in and save me. Yes, God, I'm a sinner. Yes, God, I need your salvation. And I ask now that you would come in and save me, save me from my sins. Save me, O oh God, that I might inherit the eternal life and the kingdom of God. I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. And I ask now, God, that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I might be used for your will and for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer with us, why don't you drop us a line at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know that you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Or you can also come and visit with us in person as we worship. That's 615 Grandin Road here in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. 615 Grandin Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28208. We look forward to seeing you, and we hope we'll hear from you so that we can join you in prayer, join you in praise and worship of our great and wonderful God. Until next time, God bless. Thank